0: Carbohydrates, heroin, and a steady paycheck.
1: Welcome to The Corner Booth, where conversation is on the house and everybody has a story to tell. Over the last decade, an explosion of peer-to-peer systems and businesses like Uber, Airbnb have helped create an entirely new economy. Industry disruptors that have redefined how we shop, stay, and get around town. On top of providing the customer with a bevy of cost-efficient alternatives and convenient new purchase opportunities, the rise of substitute marketplaces has also allowed for a generation of entrepreneurs and enterprising individuals to take an idea, run with it, and make a go of concepts that would have been unimaginable a generation ago. It boils down to freedom. And what's a more symbolic emblem for the very idea of freedom than the motorcycle itself? Austin Rothbard understands and appreciates the notion of freedom. He also loves motorcycles and has a beautiful head for business standing squarely on his broad shoulders. So it's not surprising at all that he was able to take his passion for riding bikes apply it to his accumulative business acumen and use it all to create Twisted Road. Want to ride the bike of your dreams through a place you've always thought to visit? Twisted Road is the company that not only makes it possible but makes it as simple as Grubhub bringing you a burrito from your favorite Tex-Mex restaurant. Want to make a profit off a bike you've got sitting in storage someplace? Twisted Road can do that for you too. But I'm not the expert. Austin Rothbard is. So today we're wandering away from more well-traveled boulevards, hitting the highway and instead settling in for a conversation about life, liberty, and trusting your gut. You never know what you might find out there on the twisted road, but I'm pretty sure you're going to love taking a ride with me and Austin Rothbard today as we fire up our engines, throw down, and head directly towards the corner booth. What is it about motorcycles? What what makes them so indelibly cool?
0: <laughs> That's a great question. You know, I grew up not having a great view or perspective on bikes, and I I tended to be part of the large group of people who looked down on people who rode and looked at them as being somewhat irresponsible. And uh, I think that what happened with me is a close friend of me, mine started to ride and I said, well, wait a second. This guy's smart, makes good sound decisions, and has a bike. Let me start looking into this. And the more I looked into it, the more I realized that the that the, that the community is just a, a great community of really generous and open people. And when you said what makes, what makes it kind of a cool experience, I think that a motorcycle gives people everything that we all want, which is we want freedom. We don't want to be tied down to an office or obligations or responsibility and, and a motorcycle gives a hundred percent of that freedom to be able to get out and live your life how long have you been riding
1: i'm one of those guys that thinks motorcycles are so cool but i've never had the cojones to actually jump on one myself that's why
0: now what stopped you from getting on one are you afraid of are you afraid of getting hurt or do you honestly believe that you're not that you that you you personally can't pull it off
1: when you're learning to ride a bicycle, there's training wheels. To yeah. me, it seemed like with a motorcycle, there's no training wheels. You just get on this thing and go. That was intimidating to me.
0: Right, but there are classes you could take. I mean, people don't just get on and start riding down the highway. It's, it's no different than a car. I mean, there's no training wheels on a car. So a car is, lo- what, like you know, a few thousand pounds? And so you learn how to, how to drive that machine around.
1: Well, I guess there's a comfort to a car because at least you're surrounded by something. And I know these days cars are fiberglass and you're, they're death machines. But there was just I, – I, there's something about that nakedness of being on a motorcycle that, like you said, is freedom and uh, appealing but also terrifying if you've never done it because I had no exposure right. to it.
0: Right. So what you're saying is it's fear. It's, it's, it's not about a coolness factor. It's about fear of what could happen. Very true. Have you ever have you ever gone skydiving or bungee jumping? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Are, are you ever go snow skiing?
1: Uh, no. Sailing? No. And you're really making me look like a wuss.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not making you look like anything, brother. It's all you.
1: Uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I like motorcycle movies.
0: Yeah, that doesn't count. All right. Nice. So here's the thing: like get, get, getting on a motorcycle. It's a feeling that I can just describe as it's, it's like flying in a plane, in a small plane, or it's like skiing, and it's just the greatest feeling. It's just you're, there's no one bothering you. There's no email. There's no way to get in touch with you, and it's just quiet. And it's, it's just a, you're outside. You can smell the smells and feel temperature changes. It's really amazing. That's so, why people don't, people don't get in their car for a day on Saturday and just drive around. But people do it on their bikes. They get on their bikes and they're out all afternoon when it's nice out. It's just because the feeling is so amazing. So if you are someone that's never done it, where do you begin? Go online and do a search for learn to ride classes or safety classes. Most, most states offer them for free. And you can get a free class on how to ride a motorcycle safety through the Motorcycle Safety Foundation.
1: When did you start riding? How old were you when you said, OK, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure this out. I'm going to, I, I got to try
0: this. Three years ago. Almost four years ago. I basically never got on a bike because, you know, I was afraid of my mother. I'm in my late 40s and finally said, you know, if I want to do this, I'm I'm a big boy. I can do it. And I learned to ride. And and when the class was over, I took the exam. I passed it and I bought a bike. It was that easy.
1: So how long between your first ride and getting comfortable with it before you decided, okay, I'm going to start this twisted road business? 18 months. Wow. And what was the catalyst for that? I mean, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty short period of time to have been taking your first ride to I'm going to corner the market.
0: Look, I've spent the last 20 years in corporate America and I had some really good experience, but it wasn't it was not a, a happy existence. And throughout that time, I was thinking, hey, maybe maybe there's an idea that I can come up with where I'll want to run my own business and do something on my own. So as I was getting all these skills, I also had different ideas that I would have in the background. I'd run spreadsheets and, and do financials to see if there's a business there. I was with my family in 2016, in the summer of 16, and we were traveling and I wanted a motorcycle. I was just like, man, I wish I had my bike. Those six words kept coming to me over and over. I wish I had my bike. And every time I looked for a rental, there was nothing close by, nothing convenient, nothing affordable, and never the variety and the style of the bike I wanted. Well, and I realized pretty quickly that there's a lot of bikes sitting in garages. And so soon I decided to connect both sides and leave the corporate world.
1: That's got to be intimidating, right? To leave something so at least comfortable and reliable behind to start a venture like this.
0: I read a quote once that the three most addictive things in the world. Have you heard this one before? Probably not. Carbohydrates. Heroin, and a steady paycheck.
1: I agree with the third one.
0: Right, and so, you know, the the, the, the thing is that when you realize that when you start looking at, at at where you're headed, I don't have a single regret in my entire life. But I knew that if I didn't start something, I'd have a big regret at the end. At the end, and I just had to do this. I mean, it's, I've been thinking about starting my own company for decades, so I had to pull a plug and go.
1: What were some of the other ideas you had for starting your own company before you started Twisted Road?
0: Gosh, the first idea I had was starting a cigar bar before cigars were really popular, just like a, a cigar smoking club. I looked at starting a subscription soap soapbox company. I looked at starting a, uh, a buying a, uh, an underserved high end cookie business. I looked at a, a, a franchising a restaurant concept. And basically, what happened was each of these seemed interesting, but none of them had the potential none of them none of them were sustainable you know after a few weeks or months of doing some analysis talking to customers they just they just i didn't even do them just moved on
1: well that really goes back to just how enchanting the motorcycle is because after years of having these different ideas only eighteen months after being introduced to the bike yourself now you know this is what you must do
0: right right i mean what what is it in your world that you think to yourself, hey, I, may, I need to do this before I die. What do you have? Something. Perhaps, but I don't even know if I've discovered what that something is yet. But your your next step is to start figuring out what all those pieces are to get you from here to there. And you can do that by reading books on it, or you can do that by talking to other people who have done what, you're, what you want to do. Look, when I started this company, the first thing I did was I asked a lot of questions, and I just... People in the insurance world, people who have started businesses before, people who have raised money before. I've got good experience, but I haven't done it all. And so I spoke to probably 100 or 200 people, riders, you know, just kept talking and listening, and and investors, you know, just trying to figure out how to get from here to there. You know, and here was an idea, and there was a successful, sustainable business. And so I had to figure it out. But you're in no different a position than I was
1: Well then what was step number one once you had the idea
0: where did you go next i surveyed the market i put together a six question survey and i sent it out to 750 motorcycle riders and one of the questions was how likely are you to rent someone else's motorcycle another question was how likely are you to put your motorcycle up on a website when rented rent it out so it takes make some extra money and once i had the answers to those. And that survey cost, you know, 500 bucks. Once that was done, I could then put financial models together around the assumptions.
1: What were those answers like? Because I would assume more people would be willing to, of course, I'd rent one. How many people were yeah. reluctant to say I would hand out my prize motorcycle to a, a yeah. stranger?
0: 10 to 15% said that they would, 10 to 15% said they put their bike on our site. 20 to 25% said they'd something.
1: So with numbers that seem a little low, there, I guess my next question would be, what would what was step two? Because that those numbers to me would be um, kind of defeating or a deterrent. How, what what
0: inspired you with ten to fifteen percent? Why do you think? So? Why do you think so? Why do you think they're low? How about if we how about if we surveyed the country and said what percentage of people in the country would want to buy organic oranges? You think it's lower than ten? Do you think it's higher than ten? Um, well, it would it,
1: it would depend what the price between organic oranges and regular oranges were.
0: There's nine million motorcycles in our country.
1: So ten percent of that.
0: 10% okay, ten percent is nine hundred thousand motorcycles. It's a lot of bikes. Even if I just got to one percent, ninety thousand bikes. That's a lot. So in isolation, ten to fifteen doesn't sound like a big enough market. It's a big enough market.
1: See, I had no idea there were that many bikes out there.
0: Right. So when you get it, when you get feedback, it's important to quantify the potential.
1: So once you had the feedback and realized that there was enough people willing to rent and enough people willing to put their bikes up there for rental, how did you know where to go from there? What was phase two?
0: You know, I just laid out all the pieces. I mean, I had to build a website, I had to have all of the legal things in place i had to have insurance on the company i had to get motorcycles on the side i just listed every single thing that i had to do and i'm sure there's people who are thinking you know i want to i want to do x in my life but they haven't put a plan together and the first step is just figuring out how to get from here to there and you know what if you know the answers talk to people who do there's a lot of people out there who who, who would like to help you
1: well this isn't about me necessarily What I'm hoping it's for is people that might be listening that have a similar idea, a passion, a concept, something that inspired them, but they have no idea how to get it started. And what's great about you is you had that idea, you had that experience, and you've got it going. And all I'm trying to do is sort of extract that story and that experience from you so that somebody listening who's got a similarly cool idea might – find their way the way you did.
0: I completely agree with you. I, I agree. And, I, and, I, and if it came across as me saying that it was for you, I meant you know, your listeners. Your listeners will, will hear this and say, wow, I didn't realize it was this easy. Don't get me wrong. This is one of the hardest things I've done in my, in my life. And the amount of work and dedication I give to it is unheard of. But the steps are straightforward. You know, the steps are not hard. It, it's, it's all the execution. They'd say the idea is only 1% of the success, 99% of it's execution. A lot of good ideas out there.
1: See, and i appreciate you saying that because I think so many people believe that there's some secret formula or something that they're lacking or missing or some knowledge that they've not been blessed with. But you're saying it's pretty straightforward as long as you have the idea and the drive.
0: I have run four different companies. And I've had between 20 people reporting to me and 1,000 people in the company. And anywhere between 20 and $500 million in annual sales. So I've, had, I've been lucky that in my career, I've, I have a broad amount of really strong business experience. It doesn't mean that everyone who starts a business has that. A lot of people don't. It's just who do you lean on to find out where your gaps are and to fill them? So if somebody didn't and have... Not every, idea good, not every idea is a good one. You know, not every idea is a good one. I think mine, mine was meeting a need in the market. But it's not just an idea and drive. You have to have a good idea and what's called product market fit. You heard of product market fit? I sure have. For your listeners who don't know about that, uh, product market fit is, do you have something that people want to buy? I might have a great idea, but if no one wants to buy it, it's not going to be a business. And so what I tried to figure out in that initial survey is, do I have product market fit or not? I then spent the next 10 months building the company and the website and and our, our supply and everything else I'm operating on no sales for 10 months with a family because the data said I was good and and people wanted it. But you really don't know until you turn it on. Up until this point, I've never run a company with with no revenue, but when we flipped the switch on this thing uh, October 16th of 2017, the following day we had two rentals and we started growing from there.
1: Now you say when you flipped the switch and the following day you had two rentals, how did you already have bikes up there available?
0: We launched the uh, the site in phases. So the first phase was you could go to our website. Actually, the first phase was we had a website up that said we're coming and we're gonna and you can put your bike out there for rent or you can rent someone else's. And if you're interested in learning more, just give us your email and your name and we'll we'll get in touch with you when we're getting when we're getting closer to launching. It was a splash page, one page only. You know, we collected a few thousand email addresses doing that, and then when we were about to launch we then told everybody we're now live for bike listings only. So people could go to our website, they could put their motorcycle on our site, but they could not search anyone else's motorcycle. What that allowed uh, us to do is build our inventory. Because if we went live all at once and you were the first guy to list your bike, you'd look and say what do they have? Well, they don't have anything. I'm not putting my bike on this site. By hiding the inventory, we were able to get I think 80 or 70 or 80 bikes on our site when we launched, which sounded like a lot at the time. But we've got 1,200 now, so, and we get 50 to 100 new bikes a month.
1: So just doubling back on that a bit, you say it was a, a splash page, one page. How did
0: people even know where to find it? We advertised. We advertised. So there's no such thing as if you build it, they will come. You have to advertise and let, pe- and let people know what you're doing. Of course. We, advertised. we advertised a lot.
1: Where? Was it in print? Was it in motorcycle magazines? Was it online? Where did you find the the best success?
0: All online. All online. All online.
1: Okay, we've been chatting for a bit now. Some people listening may not even be 100% familiar with what the process is here. Can you walk us through what Twisted Road actually provides as a service? Because that's something we may have neglected to mention straight at the beginning.
0: So my company is Twisted Road. You can find us at twistedroad.com. And what we do is we connect motorcycle riders with, with motorcycles so they can rent uh, bikes. So we're a motorcycle rental company. The thing that makes us unique is that every motorcycle on our website is, is privately owned by another rider. So we're not just building transactions. We're, we're building a community of riders as they connect with each other to, to rent each other's motorcycles. So
1: if I want to rent a bike, what do
0: I do? You would go to our website and you would find a motorcycle that you wanted in the city of your choice. And then you would click the book now button, and it would take you through a few steps of, of different things that we would need to verify who you are and that you're safe, and that you're safe and legit. You could probably fill those things out within two or three minutes, and assuming that the uh, bike is ready to go, I mean, you could have approval within 10 minutes after that and get on a bike the following day.
1: And if I'm somebody that has a bike to list.
0: Same thing. I mean, you go to our website twistedroad.com and at the top uh, it says list my bike. You click that, it'll walk you through the steps. That is another two-minute process, maybe three. Yeah, as long as you go in there knowing how many miles are on your bike, what the license plate is, and the uh, uh, and having some really good pictures, it'll take you no time.
1: I would just be curious, what was the first bike that you owned? What what made you fall in love with yeah. this? I've
0: only owned one bike. I own a Moto Guzzi V7 Classic or 2010, which means you're probably going online to look up Moto Guzzi 2010 V7 Classic. That's the bike. It's the only bike I've owned, and I've owned it for three and a half years.
1: Is your bike available for rental?
0: It is. It is.
1: It's in the Chicago area. That's impressive because you're actually putting your own—I mean, that's your personal property. You're You're subscribing to your own model.
0: I have to. I, I, I completely believe in it, and my bike's been rented, and I've met some great people. Look, if you look at my garage, people ask me how many bikes I have in my garage, I, I've got 1,200 of them. You know, everywhere I go, there's a motorcycle for me. How
1: did you come about naming the company Twisted Road?
0: I've got a, a very talented wife who is also does a lot of writing, her career is an editor. And she's very creative. And I said, hey, I'm looking for a name. And the next day she came back with Twisted Road. The funny thing is that I said, oh, that's a great that's a great name, uh, Twisted Roads. And she said, no, 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 Austin. It's not Twisted Roads. It's Twisted Road with w- singular. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And so I actually went and bought the domain name Twisted Roads. And then about two or three days later, I realized she was right. And then I had to go buy the name Twisted Road and
1: I changed it. What's the most beautiful place you've ever been able to take a ride?
0: I did a motorcycle ride from, well, I I had to be at an event last October in Las Vegas. And I was thinking about renting a bike in Vegas. But then I realized that I didn't have to, just because I was going to be at an event in Vegas, I didn't have to fly to Vegas. So what I did instead was I flew to Denver. I rented a motorcycle from Denver from from a company, and then I rode to Vegas from Denver and then rode back. So I took two weeks off. Two weeks off of being at a desk, you know, still working. There's a road in uh, Utah called the Moki Dugway, M-O-K-I, Dugway, D-U-G-W-A-Y, which is a series of hairpin turns. It was really something spectacular to be on it. The Blue Ridge Parkway is also beautiful. I've had a fortunate few years.
1: What do you think is the most common misconception about people that ride motorcycles in general?
0: I don't know. I, I would say, maybe, I, I don't know. There's a lot of them. I think people might think that, they're, that, that that riders are inconsiderate. Riders are the most friendly and generous people out there. And you know when you're riding a motorcycle, if you pass another rider coming the way, the other way, everybody, they wave to each other. Every single rider waves to the other ones coming the other way. And I don't know another community like that where it's so inclusive. It's like, hey, you're on a two wheels. I'm on two wheels. Let's wave to each other. It's just a great it's just a, such a strong community.
1: Now, obviously, this concept has exploded. You've done incredibly well the last couple of years. And we talked a slight bit about marketing. What were some of the things in the early days that you did to really get the Twisted Road name out there so that people would be aware that this type of service was available?
0: There's four things we do. Advertising, PR, partnerships, and events. That was our plan um, when we started, and it's, and it's still the plan. It's advertising, PR, events, and partnerships.
1: What do you mean by, like, partnerships?
0: Well, we're partners with a company called Cycle Gear. Cycle Gear is, uh, they have 150 locations across the United States, and it's a place to go in and buy jackets, helmets, boots, gloves, anything for your bike. Uh, Right now, we have an agreement with them where they have five locations that are remote pickup drop-off locations for us. So if the owner can't make the pickup, he drops the bike off at Cycle Gear, and the next day Cycle Gear handles the transaction. So that's a partnership we have.
1: Do you ever get tired of comparisons like this is the Airbnb of motorcycles?
0: Without Airbnb and Uber and some of these other companies, we wouldn't be around. And the, the, the truth is that what they did was they built this economy and they built trust into our our country so that we don't mind loaning our assets to other people because we trust them and we trust a system and a platform that can verify that the other people are legit and they are who they are. And so I, I think that sometimes comparisons like that are easy because they allow our uh, mind to get around something quickly. I don't describe our company that way, but people jump to that conclusion on their own.
1: So like in two to three years, where do you see twisted road going next
0: right now our focus is on more bikes i mean there's a lot of, there's a lot we can still uncover and grow in a lot of ways just with more motorcycles on the site and more awareness um, but there are other things we're looking at as well we're just being cautious about how we grow so we don't expand in too many areas too quickly
1: i'm always impressed by somebody like yourself that had an idea stuck to his guns, made it happen, continues to make it grow. But we do have a lot of people that listen to the show that I think have an idea themselves, but have absolutely no idea where to take it next, what to make that first step be. What would you tell these people that have a concept, but just don't know what to do with it?
0: I would do as much learning as you can. There's a a, uh, a YouTube series of YouTube um, videos called How to Start a Startup. It's a Stanford University class that they filmed every episode of, of every class, and it's all on YouTube. You can watch every one. So you you can get a Stanford education on startups for free. And then I would talk to people who have done this. You know, you could talk to other people who have started businesses. We all know people who have started businesses. Talk to them and then ask them to put you in touch with someone else. Hopefully, I've provided some ideas for people to learn from. But there's a lot of people out there who can really get into a lot of detail. Everyone, whether they're industry experts or business experts or partnerships or whatever, there's always people out there that you can connect with and talk to. What's your favorite motorcycle movie? Have you seen – you probably haven't seen it. Have you seen A Long Way Round?
1: No, that one I haven't seen.
0: Okay. So A Long Way Round is Ewan McGregor, who's an actor, and his friend Charlie Borman. And you and, and, and Charlie decide that they're going to ride uh, their bikes, and they want to go from London to New York but they want to go the long way around. So they map out a trip around the world from London to the United States and New York, and they film it. It's probably 15 episodes, an hour each. They get, they select bikes. They learn how to ride on, on rough terrain. You know, they, they pack. They're, if they can't find place to stay, they're going to camp out and eat, you know, whatever freeze-dried food they've got. And you just follow them on their journey, and— when you wanted to understand more about the motorcycle life you watch that and you'll want to go you'll just go want to go buy a bike it's very simple
1: where's the next place you're going to go on a ride
0: I don't know that's a really good question I'm gonna be out um, the Sun comes out today then I and it's 50/50 then I'd say the next place I'm going on a ride is going to be Northern Chicago area where I live When we get outside of the Chicago area I'll be in uh, LA san diego and san francisco next week and i may hop on a bike when i'm out there i've got a lot of work to do while i'm there i, I don't know if i can swing it. if you
1: could pick one place what's the dream ride
0: i don't know i don't know it's for me uh, every ride is is great they've all been great and I, and I haven't been riding long enough to be able to pick a place you know, I did a, I did a 3,000-mile trip a few years ago where I went from Chicago south through Nashville to Alabama, then east over to Atlanta, and then north up the Blue Ridge Parkway to D.C., and then west back home. And that was amazing until I went and did my ride from Denver to Vegas and back. I mean, they're all great. I, I'm really fortunate, you know, to be starting this community and, and have such posit- positivity and such a strong user base. It's been really good. But what we're doing is we're unlocking <clears throat> that for everybody. I'm not the only one who has 1,200 bikes in his garage. You know, everybody does. Anybody can go on rent from us. If you know how to ride a motorcycle and you have a license and you're on a bike, go rent from it. Easy.
1: Is it really that easy? Is the dream really that attainable? Austin Rothbard seems to think so. But beyond thinking it or simply advocating for it, He's also demonstrated it with the development, execution, and undeniable success that has been the Twisted Road story thus far. Listen, if bikes are your thing, there's little doubt for me that after this chat today, you're already sold on the concept. But even if you wouldn't know a Harley from a Honda, if one popped a wheelie across your throat, there's no denying the vision, valor, and veracity of a man like Austin Rothbard, and what he's done to take passion and concept and transform it into dollars, cents, and direction. He's as smart as he is savvy, and the type of fella you just can't help but trust and admire. Who knows? With a motto like he's got going, it's not inconceivable he'll get me behind the handlebars one of these days because he not only comes across like the kind of man you'd want to ride with but also as the kind of business owner you can be confident trading with I want to thank my guest today Mr. Austin Rothbard founder of Twisted Road I want to thank all the rest of you for tuning in too whether you're looking to rent a bike rent out a bike or just want a better understanding of what it takes to turn a hobby into a job I'd encourage everyone listening to check out twistedroad.com. There's plenty to chew on there. And once you've got it all nice and digested, I'll be sitting in the same place, doing the same thing, waiting for you right here in the corner booth. Last call everybody. I don't know what I did.